Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with UK-based imposter syndrome specialist, Tara Halliday. She has been a holistic therapist and coach for over 21 years and is a specialist in imposter syndrome. She is the author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, Unmasking the Coach's Guide to Imposter Syndrome, and creator of the Inner Success 8-Week Program for Execs to Eliminate Imposter Syndrome and Get Back to Being Great. She's a great interview. Enjoy. Hello, Joe. Good to see you. How are good to, you? Good to see you. I'm great. How are you today? Yes, very well. Thank you. Just let Excellent. me fix my lights here. Okay. There we are. There we go. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yes. Nice to meet you. Thanks for taking a minute out today. Oh, my my pleasure. Thanks for having me here. It's great. Absolutely. So before we get into your life of, of detecting imposter syndrome and your work, I want to know, how did you survive COVID? The last three years was quite a thing for all of us. How did you get through that time period and how has it changed the way that you do business now? Great question. So I'd already made the move to doing all my one-to-one work on Zoom before COVID hit. So in terms of my actual business, there was very little changed, which was fantastic. Um, The differences were all personal in that I got, I got caught between houses i was a moving house and i was staying with my mother temporarily that then went on for months and then when i finally moved there was more and more lockdown so i used to dealing with more the emotional parts of you know isolation and things like that 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 everyone was being hit with yeah yeah so where exactly are you located i'm in cheltenham in the uk okay idyllic country area with green rolling hills and yeah wonderful beautiful yes well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, you know, obviously in America, we're big fans of, I mean, not all of us, but a lot of us are a big part of just kind of the, the media that gets rolled out. And it always starts in England, like whether it's kind of that rock thing with the, with the stones or Bowie or it's the shows. We always get it by proxy. It's, it's crazy. It's <laughs> interesting. And we even got caught COVID first, didn't we? So right. We got- yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then we had to be, we had to be copycats. So, um, so let me, let me get to exactly what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. And one of the kids looks up at you and says, Hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? So I would say that I help people who are leaders become better leaders. Um, and then if I was going to go on a little bit more by eliminating the, the self-doubt the, the, when they question themselves, um, which is imposter syndrome. Okay, so before we get to that, I want to know, what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? I wanted to be either a pilot okay. or a psychologist. Okay. Well, <laughs> it sounds like you probably got a, a mix of both of them. A little, a little bit. Although, although I did go off and do and, and do engineering, I've got a PhD in engineering, and I was an engineering consultant for ten years. Oh wow! A little diversion has okay. happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So but back on track then. Okay. Well, so so let's talk a little bit about timeline. You talked about the PhD. How did you arrive at this place? Take me back to your childhood. Seeds were planted in you to become who you are today. How did that happen? Yeah. So. I've always been fascinated by people's brains, why they work, how they work. And I've also enjoyed science. So 
mm, I was encouraged to to take engineering rather than psychology my, by my family. They thought it was a better career move for me. So I followed that. I did that. And I spent 10 years having, you know, quite a nice career in, um, in, in engineering as an engineering consultant. I actually lived in, um, uh, for nine years in Boston, Massachusetts as part of that as well. So, you know, okay. it, was, it was, you know, great times. But then I came across, um, a particular training that resonated with me. I've got the sense of, oh, I remember this. This is what I wanted to do. So I trained as a holistic therapist and that was 23 years ago now. So I've been helping people, you know, just have better, happier lives. And it's been really rewarding. And then let me see six, no, eight years ago, gosh, eight years ago, then I got asked by some of my clients about imposter syndrome. And I looked into it for the first time. I hadn't heard of it before. And I had this, this light bulb moment that I'd been trained as a coach, helping people changing their, their sense of worth, you know, with their value as a person from conditional, depending on what they do to unconditional, which is freedom. Yeah. And I'd been trained in that for several years. And when I looked into imposter syndrome, I was shocked because I saw that all the symptoms of imposter syndrome are the same as the symptoms of having this belief that your worth is conditional. So then when I, I dived into the research, because I like all the science and research stuff, and I dived into the research and it was like, wow, this, this is it. And in fact, the, 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 this connection had been made back in the 1950s by the grandfather of psychology, um, one of them, Dr. Carl Rogers. So it's, it was coming together really of a lot of different trainings I had. And then I went and just for my own development, went and did some neurofeedback training, right? So this is where they put electrodes on your head and stick you in a dark chamber and measure your brainwave changes as you go through exercises to change certain beliefs. And that was so powerful. I did that several times, trained as a trainer. And then brought all that, you know, like all the science of neuroscience and psychology, high performance and, and, and threw it all together. So it really is kind of this, this evolution rolling, rolling, just expanding to get me to where I am now. It sounds like it. So how widespread is the imposter syndrome? Is it something that's a little bit insidious that maybe people don't realize that it's more widespread than it, we, we think it is? Definitely, definitely. I mean, one, one of the reasons is that, you know, it's only really come to public attention in the last, last eight years. Um, and it's becoming more and more prevalent. But, um, no, the, so the original research says that 70% of high achievers experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. And an imposter syndrome is that the secret feeling of feeling like a fraud, like you're not quite good enough, even when you are. And then there's the fear of being found out. And that fear of being found out makes people keep it a secret. And this is why people don't know how many people have it because yeah. everyone's keeping it a secret. And they, you, you think it's, it's your own personality or your character flaw or weakness and, and you don't share it. You keep it a secret. You don't talk about it. Of course, when everybody's doing that, they think it's just me and it, and it, and it's not. It's an awful lot of people. Yeah. So I'm curious what the, the thing that's confusing about the human condition is this you always hear that term standing on the shoulders of giants so there's a level of that that people especially in creative circles 
like it's almost kind of like going into a confessional booth. It's like this forgiving thing. Like, sure, that's what we all do. We all emulate people that we look up to. But I guess there's a line that can be crossed that can turn into a toxicity for the psychology of the human brain. Yeah. So so this 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 comes right back to this point about conditional worth. Right. The idea of conditional worth is if I do something good, I am good. If I do something bad, I am bad. And so it's actually not to do with our, our, our childhood experiences, our developmental things. Or, you know, it comes directly out of that and we feeling that we're not quite good enough. And this is unconscious, right? This is an unconscious, deep unconscious identity level belief. And so most people don't recognize that they even have that belief. They just see all the symptoms and the, and, and the solution that they think is, well, maybe I don't deserve to be here. Maybe I don't, you know, even though I, even though everyone else is telling me I'm doing so well, I'm so successful, I still don't feel like I'm quite good enough. And that is what imposter syndrome is. And okay. it, it shows up with, 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 you know, three types of symptoms. Right? There's the thinking, which is I'm not quite good enough. Um, I, I, I just got here by luck. It was accident. Uh, you know, if anyone finds out and, and, and that creates a lot of stress. So then people have a, a, a physical reaction, physiological reaction. They go, their nervous systems get triggered. They go into fight or flight or free states. They're, they're, um, it affects their sleep. They get anxious. They get tense. And then to try and cope with all that. They do the third symptom, which is some imposter syndrome behaviors, right? So these are kind of coping behaviors, which are like um, procrastination, perfectionism, hiding their opinion, avoiding opportunities, um, over-preparing, feeling like they never have a, enough qualifications. Those kind of things are typical of imposter syndrome. So you've got these three things, the thinking, the, the the body reaction, and the behaviors, and they all drive each other, right? So it's this cycle pretty hard to break yeah. and that's what people see as the symptoms yeah so as someone that's as highly driven as you are who's been kind of a role model or somebody that's been inspiring for you i have had i have got to say i've been blessed by the most incredible teachers through 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 my life i mean i i have a personal drive for you know growth and i've always chased you know i'd, I'd much rather go on a course and take a vacation on the beach right <laughs> that's just that's just where my fun is is at and i've happened to come across um teachers who were just at the at the very very top of their field and i've had i've had a series of those i can name like six of those which have just been uh, amazing um, and, and they always inspire me, um, because they're particularly the, 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 the very best ones are ones who are, um, walking their talk, right? Yeah. They're telling people, this is, this is how we achieve something which will make us feel better. And they do it for themselves. For, for example, the, the, um, Barbara Brennan, who was the leader of the, um, holistic therapy program that I did as a degree level four-year program and she's she's got this huge school right she's been running it for 30 years she's got 800 people every every year and one of the things that she recommends is that every person who works as a holistic therapist and a coach 
has their own supervisor, somebody they can go to and talk through some professional stuff that might be triggering them and so that they don't take it to their clients, right? So they clear it out for themselves. And even after 30 years, she has her own supervisor, right? Not not a person who knows more about it than she does, but somebody she can go to who can reflect back. And And that is, I love seeing that. Absolutely adore it. So speaking of wonderful people, if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Um, I would quite like to meet Jacinda Arden. Um, Jacinda Arden was, um, she's just quit, recently quit as the prime minister of New Zealand. Okay. She'd been that. And, 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 you know, there's a, there's a little, you know, she's, you know, she'd be interesting to talk to. He's a, a, you know, a, a woman prime minister and she's gone through an awful lot, right? She's, she's been through the ringer. So she, you know, there'd be a lot to, um, to find out there, but also professionally, like she, she said that she had imposter syndrome three years before she quit. So I'd be, I'd be interested to explore that. Yeah. Because, because burnout, I mean, she left you to burnout, right? And burnout is one of the consequences of imposter syndrome. Yeah. So, yeah. So personally and professionally, I think she'd be fun to talk to. Yeah, for sure. So what is the motivator for you? Every day you wake up, you have things that you want to do that pull you through a day. What is the ultimate motivator for you? Right. If I, if I dig deep, 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 you know, I keep going, why, 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 why? Um, it comes down to, it's actually a, a, a Buddhist driver, a Buddhist, I'd say blessing or wish, right? It's Buddhist wish. And it's may all beings, everybody be free from suffering. And for me, that just moves me in a way that it's not free from pain because life is always pain involved, whether it's physical or emotional pain, but it's how we respond to that pain that's the suffering. And it's a, it's this desire to help people be free from suffering. And the work that I do is the biggest and best help that I can do to help people be free from suffering. And, you know, in my case, the, the suffering that imposter syndrome causes because it's completely unnecessary. Like it's a massive, massive level of suffering that people yeah. go through. You know, they, 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 it affects them very deeply. It leads to people like Jacinda Arden quitting their career. Um, but there's solutions, there's ways to manage it, and there's ways to get rid of it. And unfortunately, most people don't know that they can do that. So they think they just have to suffer through it, and they think it's just them, or they quit. So that's, it's, it's really sad. It's heartbreaking, actually. And so, yeah. The, yeah. The organs. So as an expert in the field that's had a lot of people that you've helped, what's been your best success story? I- Gosh, can I pick one? I can't actually because <laughs> <laughs> the only reason is because there is so much science behind the work that I do that the results are kind of predictable, right? The results are people feeling their, their worth is unconditional, which means that they don't, um, judge themselves. There's a deep level of self acceptance and, um, they feel freedom. They feel lighter. They're not. You know, they feel they become more compassionate to other people. They understand people more. They don't take things personally anymore. They have this, um, rush of, rush of energy, right? Because they're sleeping better. They, they start having, you know, better, um, relationships with their, you know, all of their family, you know, the, the siblings and children. 
and it, it's it's a life changing transformation. And um, so yeah, they're 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 all like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so professionally, you've done a lot of things from the PhD to all of the help with the imposter syndrome, everything that you've done. What are you the proudest of? Proudest? That's that's oh gosh, where would I put that? I'm proudest of the things I think that really took something from me, right? The, the things that were hard, right? Because, um, because I've been so close to quitting and I didn't quit. And, uh, and so one of those would be finishing my PhD, writing my PhD thesis. The whole thing took me seven years, which is, which, yes, a long time for (laughs) it, but I, you know, but I got through it. And then, uh, the other again was, um, writing my, my first book which was unmasking. It's the coach's guide to imposter syndrome. So I, I wrote that in 2017. And, um, and I'm just finishing my second book now. So which is outsmart imposter syndrome. And once I finish that, I'm also going to be very proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> finally getting it. Yeah. Yeah. The big Excellent. Yeah, sure. So in this whole timeline of your life, of all the things that you've lived through, you've gained wisdom. If you have a dream tonight, you run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, you could give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on what you've lived through. What would you tell your young version? I would tell them that um, uh, it's not you. It's not you. That's probably, yeah, it's not you. And... um, and the other thing I think would be to tap into that innate joy. I, I, I had this feeling like just, just this love of being alive, being, um, you know, I, I love walking out in nature. I love, you know, having great conversations with people, just that, that joy of living. I'd say keep tapping into that, keep enjoying that, bring that up, make it big and central in your life. So would that young version of you take your advice? Would you, would, would your younger version been open to that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, that's the other part. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go. Yeah. But do you know? <laughs> right. Uh huh. Because we all have it figured yeah. out when we're young. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's why I say hire, hire the young while they still know everything. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm not being disrespectful. It, it's, you know, it, it's actually something called the, the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh-uh. Back in the 90s, these two people, Dunning and Kruger, they, they were looking at what's, orig- what's initially perceived as arrogance, right? And, 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 and they were saying, okay, arrogance shows up. There's a particular kind of arrogance where people haven't done anything before and they don't know what they don't know. They don't know how hard something's going to be. Yeah. And so their attitude is, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I personally, I would call it more innocence rather than because it's, you don't know rather than arrogance. But it's, it's exactly that, that, that we have when we're young because we don't know, we haven't experienced it. And so yeah. it's, it's yeah. our innate optimism. And I, and I have to say, I don't think I ever want to lose that innate optimism for things that i haven't tried before for sure so everyone out there has a perception of you oh i'm sorry 
there was a little bit of a lag. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, um, that was it. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, um, everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Wow. What a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, of myself, I think I'm doing pretty okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with who I am. And I don't mean that in a in a boastful way at all. I mean, it's it's quite a quite a private feeling. I'm certainly, you know, I don't don't show off and things like that. But you know, sometimes I can say, "Wow, look at my life! Wow, this is great! Wow, I'm awesome!" <laughs> but I in a, in in a, in a positive way. So, sure. Yeah. Excellent. So Tara, if anyone wants to get your books, learn more about you, hire you, anything pertaining to imposter syndrome or anything else, where can they go? So the website is outsmartimpostorsyndrome.com. Okay. That's simple. Tara, this has been great. I, I like the artwork back there. Thank you. It's my, it's my own. I like it. It's that's another wonderful. Piece, another, another piece of joy. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Excellent. This has been great, Tara. Thank you very much for taking a minute out today. Best of luck with everything. I appreciate you opening up your world to us for a little bit. Thank you very much, Joe. This has been a delight. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.